have experienced community at the instructor training just by the love, the love that's poured out here. It's, it's just an amazing thing. I've never felt anything like it before. I have never felt like I belonged anywhere before and they just make you feel so loved and like you belong to a family. Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing. I have never felt anything like that before. When we do our, our instructor training and we do our workouts, Everyone is for you. I mean, if you can't do that move, they're all surrounding you. They're cheering you on. They're, they're helping you. They're, they're, they're just there. They're there for you. I mean, it's one big room of 100 plus women just surrounding you and cheering you on and loving on you. Revelation Wellness has changed my life forever. It has been such a journey here, such a Reckoning breaks your heart. It shows you that God loves you. And, and I wanna go home and I wanna help others. I wanna help free others from that bondage of why they overeat, why they, um, things just don't work for them because they just don't have God as their center. If you're thinking about coming to Revelation Wellness Training, you need to just come. You just need to come. It's it's life changing. It wrecks you. It, it builds you back up. God is here for you. All these people are here for you. You are loved. Don't be afraid. Just 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 come. Let the Holy Spirit pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit just let you. Let the Holy Spirit just tell you to just come. Just come. You'll be sorry you didn't come. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. You just heard from my friend, part of this Revelation Wellness family of fitness teacher gospel preachers. You just heard from Ramona. What a crazy, wonderful testimony, you guys. Um, Today kicks off our eight weeks. If you are considering instructor training for Platoon 23, um, it is eight weeks away as of today. So for a while now, we're just going to enjoy basking in the glory of the Lord and sharing these testimonies each week. You'll hear different takes, different people's experience. And by the way, this is um, for all people. Uh, Platoon 22 happened to be all women because that's what the Lord did for Platoon 22. But we already have quite a few men enrolled for Platoon 23, fitness teacher, gospel preachers. Here's the thing. It is leadership training at its finest. It's uh, we are called <laughs> to awaken to a new life and to direct ourselves in the ways of God's commands. That is not easy. And after 23 retreats now, I've done 23 retreats, I've trained over 1,500 people, and 23 meaning we just recently had our rest and rebuild retreat, which is not necessarily a leadership retreat, it's just a retreat to get people to come away and learn what it means to start over again from an old creation getting rid of the faulty thinking and feelings that we have not dismissing them but how to reintegrate ourselves as new creations and here's what i know god needs a recipe for life change you need to come away you need to pull away from the ordinary usual day and immerse yourself immerse yourself tangibly 
into the essence and presence of God. And that's what really what happens for us at Revelation Wellness because you bring your body to, you're going to move your body and the brain-body connection has never been more profound and proven than now in the time that we are living in. Look up as much as you want about the brain-body connection and neuroscience. So there's a reason why you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe it in your heart, but yet still live far, far away from him and not experience his peace, his peace, his love, his belonging, his joy. Everything that Ramona just shared happens when you come away with us as Revelation Wellness. Whether you come to a two-day event at Rev on the Road, and even if you just do one of our fitness challenges, you're going to taste something a little different. But we're, we are something very different. We are interested in the whole thing here, the W-H-O-L-E thing and that requires a bigger investment of you, of time, of energy, and yes, of cost. So if you are even considering it, listen, like Ramona said, just don't even delay one more second. Know that God has you and has already assigned it for you. If you've got, um, it just won't go away. You can't stop thinking about it. It's time. So you have eight weeks. It's perfect time to just get in and prepare yourself for what's coming. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. Revving the Word is what we're going to do today. You're going to move your body. And again, we're going to tear down that brain-body barrier. The reason why you can think and believe one thing in your heart, but yet live differently. Today, you're going to become coherent. You're going to become integrated. You will leave this podcast feeling more like you. But here's what's going to cost you. You need to give up all the past experience you have had with fitness, the assumptions you've had about your body, and just enjoy the fact that you have breath and life and you can renew your thought and mind at any moment. And I hope it starts right now. Today, we are going to be growing our hearts and our minds and the understanding of who God is. Because when we know who God is more and more and more, and you're going to move your body as you're doing this, you will be changed because to know God is to know yourself because you're an image bearer and that matters. You can't go past this without knowing who God is to know who you are. All right, friends, are we ready? We are going to get the playlist going in three, two, one, play. I want to take a moment to thank all our donors, all our partners, all our teammates running on mission with us here at Revelation Wellness. Thank you for making this podcast possible. You truly do. You allow me to be here so my team can be doing all the other things that they do, the wonderful things. Um, This podcast is free. We're so grateful for free tools. We try to find as many ways as possible to infiltrate a billion dollar industry with the hope of Christ. We love wellness. We love all things wellness and we truly do. It's just not the first and most important thing. So thank you partners. If you're considering becoming a partner with us, that will get you back into Revwell TV. It's our gift to you. Back into our monthly challenge groups, our workout calendars, and all kinds of good things. So I invite you back there. For as little as $10 a month, 
give what you can, take all that you can. We just love to set the table for you to be free. All right. Nice and easy pace. Again, scale of one to 10. One being laying in bed, looking at the ceiling, breathing. <laughs> None of us are doing that. We're up right now. Just getting up moves you to a two or a three. Start walking around, you're about a three. But let's put a little effort into it. Move towards a four or five. Now, like I said, every 10 minutes or so, and I'll tell you when, we will increase our effort. And you're just gonna move up and hold it. If you can't hold it, that's okay. I'd rather you have tried and fallen forward, because at least you're facing the right direction, right? Fall, you failed, you, you didn't get it, that's okay. And then you just reset. And it's also tricky because you don't want to hold back. So right now, knowing you're going to increase your effort two more times to reach your max sustainable effort, where do you want to be right now? Okay. All right, let's go to the Word of God. Let's get some foot up therapy. Right? There's something happens when we move our bodies and hear truth, hopeful, optimistic, and confronting truth. Truth sets us free. It's not love that sets us free. Truth. <laughs> right? If I, I have to have the opportunity to do something wrong, to be doing it wrong, to get it right. It's a lie if you think you're always going to get it right. You're not. You're learning, growing, changing. We're all clumsy. This is why you have to be really good at saying, forgive me. Can I try again? Holy Spirit, help me. This is what Jesus said the Holy Spirit is. It's the helper. The Spirit of the Living God in you. So everyone right now, say this prayer. Holy Spirit, come help me. In Jesus' name, amen. The Father gives us the gift of Jesus, who leaves us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when you say, Holy Spirit, come, you're asking for the full it's who God is. It's the activity of God. God the Father, Jesus our Savior, the one who became the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. So, I want you to just think about this. As you're getting your heart rate settled in, you're smiling, you're enjoying this. If you're not enjoying it, stop. Go do something else. <laughs> okay, so get this. Everything, all of the Bible, everything about reading the Word of God, 
is really covering these three things. Who God is, what he has done, and what he will do. <laughs> Literally, let's think about it. Who God is, because you're meant to know who he is. You're meant to know God. That's why, that's why you long for things that don't end in devastation, because that's who God is. He's good. He's the author of good. That's why you want pleasure. You want comfort. You want joy. It's because it's your design. But a lot of humanity runs after these things, trying to bypass God. Because <laughs> if we run into him, we might have to give up some things, yeah? <laughs> it's costly. But I've told you guys so many times, anything that it costs us is exactly what we need to lose. Exactly what we need to lose. So don't be afraid of the cycle of death for life. So the Bible teaches us who God is. I get to understand the nature, the character, the beingness of, of God. The one who said, I have to have an Elisa Keaton born on April 24th, 1971. Enter your birth date. Bible says that he chooses the times and places for each of us to be on the earth. So who God is, what he has done, and what he will do. Every time you open the Bible, the word, the logos, the written word of God, your, this is your desire, to know who God is, to be reminded of what he has done, his nature of acting in the past, and then to be encouraged of what he will do in the future. And it's all cohesive. Talk about coherence, he doesn't change his mind. His motive and his thoughts has been the same from the beginning of time. We're the ones all over the place. Can I get an amen? So when I read the Bible, I'm trying to get that first. Who is God? What has he done? What will he do? Then with that, I hold the mirror of God's word up to my face. So the word tells me, who am I? What have I done? And what will I do? You get it? Come on. This is how children learn. They learn so much from their very flawed parents. This is why point them to God. Show them what it looks like to need. God to learn and to grow in godliness they will mirror that as they get older maybe not right now but later so who am I what have I done 
What will I do? The question of who am I really is what's defining me? Or who is defining me? But I'd like to say without God, we tend to, our circumstances define us a lot. So are my emotions defining me? All right, I want you to increase, please. Increase your effort. Knowing you're only gonna increase your effort one more time. And if you wanna keep increasing, you can do that. But what we're trying to avoid is all out burnout or not hitting your max threshold of effort that's sustainable by the end of our 30 minutes. Come on. Right now we're 10 minutes in, so we're going for another next 10 minutes. It's good to have a goal, right? Sometimes I wish God would tell me, Lisa, this is only gonna last about six months. <laughs> I don't know, but I have to live secure, aware, and trusting that God knows that he will do what he says he will do because of what he's done. If he was faithful then, he'll be faithful now. He's growing my character. Who am I? What have I done? What will I do? Every day when I come to the Word of God, these are three frameworks that I'm looking at for God and then for myself. Try not to read the Word of God to know more about you. Know more about Him. The more you know about Him, you'll, it'll overflow into your beingness and then what you do. So I'm gonna let you right now spend a couple minutes just moving and letting Him see your face. Open your face, unveil it, Take off the fear, shame, and guilt. Let him see you. What has he done? What will he do?
You're doing a good job. Sustain this, breathe, relax. <laughs> Smile, clear your eyes, come on. Clear the smoke, the smoke of yesterday, of whatever you did or didn't do. Set your eyes on him, what he has done, what he will do. He told us, you're gonna have trouble in this world. Take heart, which means take my heart. Grab on, take hold of me, because I've overcome all of it. I have a way, because I am the way. Come on. Keep moving, keep letting your body be an instrument of praise filled with the goodness of God. Okay, you're, you're getting there now. You're not uncomfortable, but you're comfortably uncomfortable. You're doing a great job. If you overshot it, I want you to say, well, praise God, I tried. Praise God, I give my best. Then try to come back in when you're ready. Zephaniah 3. We're going to start at verse 16. Get ready. Receive this word. Receive it. Don't study it. Just receive it like a kid. Because it's truth. It's truth. He's the way and the truth. And when you receive it, you'll get life. More and more life. Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Verse 18, I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all your oppressors and I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. Verse 20, at that time I will bring you in, at that time when I gather you together, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Selah. Okay, everyone. We're gonna unpack that a bit. We are in our last 10 minutes. 
and then we'll start to peel back and finish well together. So think about, you have 10 minutes. What's your best effort that you can sustain for 10 minutes? Come on. Oh, I'm envious of you because I want to do it with you, but I, if I was to go to my best effort for 10 minutes, I wouldn't be able to talk. So you go, come on. This, you guys, this is where the therapy happens. This is it. This is where breakthrough comes. You're coming, you're approaching to the end of yourself and letting the walls crumble. Rewiring your brain with the thoughts of God, with the song of God. Renowned and praise is what he wants to give you and restoring the fortunes that were stolen from you, your parents, your parents' parents, your parents' parents' parents, generations back, you are going to have all the fortunes returned. You. Now come on, hang on, you're gonna to have to be patient. You're gonna to have to be focused. Okay, let's look at this verse. Verse 17. Who God is. Listen, this is who he is. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who saves. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Zephaniah. The prophet, right about the time of King Josiah, the people were leaving. They were turning away from God. And this is, seriously, this is the plot line of humanity. We were made for God, and we turned away from God. <laughs> we were made for relationship with Him and others, and we took the bait of temptation because all good stories need tension listen you have to have an opportunity to choose wrong to get the reward of right it's a tension enter into it come on come on hey this is who god is he's with us he's in our midst He's a mighty warrior who saves. He's in a good mood. He will rejoice over anyone who turns to him. He rejoices with gladness. And I love that it says, he will quiet you with his love. Ah, come on. That word quiet actually means to cut in, to plow. If you've been following me, if you've been at the Rest and Rebuild Retreat, we just wrapped that up. Silence. When we get quiet, God comes close, cuts in on all the sloppy scripts we are believing, all the lies, the voices that vie for our attention, 
he cuts in on it. <laughs> he plows in, in the quiet. That's why I say when I sit down, God stands up. <laughs> when I surrender my talents, my tools, my gifts, God gathers them all up and gives me even more. Because it's an act of me saying, God, come in and do this. Pride. Pride. It's all about the sensuality of myself. The sexuality, the pleasure of myself. Pride. This is why when I make it, when I can't receive feedback, when I can't be aware of my shortcomings and blind spots that somebody else might help me see, it's pride. You want to cut in on pride? Get quiet. Invite God to speak. Love. He's love. He's not shame. He's not here to shame us. And he's not even here to tame us. He wants to transform us. Change it. Change your mind. Come on. You guys are almost there. You're doing a great job. He will quiet you. Again, this is who God is. He's mighty. He saves. He's in a good mood. He rejoices over us. He quiets us. And he exalts over us with loud singing. I don't know about you, but this makes me happy. Because sometimes the lie is that I'm too loud. <laughs> I don't know. Like, look what we're doing right now. Come on. I got some house music playing. I'm breathing really loud. I'm raising my voice loud. And there's a lie that a good Christian woman sits down and shuts up. She doesn't ruffle things. That's a lot. But hear me when I say, there is an order. An order, order of responsibility in the church does not equal order of value. Heck no. Order of responsibility does not equal order of value. The toe, the pinky, the shoulder joint, just as important and useful to the body of the church as the brain, the mouth, the loud mouth. <laughs> Come on. I'm gonna let God get loud over you. Right now, move. You're at your max holding, holding. 
Let God get loud over you. Breathe louder. By the way, come on. Praise. The word praise also means to make a fool. <laughs> I've heard so many people tell me they've been doing these podcasts and they look crazy running down the road looking so happy. <laughs> gathering up all the pieces and being excited about the mess, the sweat. Get loud. Let me talk to your body, come on. Relax your shoulders, soften your jaw, soften the creases between your eyes, wiggle your fingers, let the energy flow from your feet to your head, from your head to your feet, let the anointing fall. You've been called, you've been chosen. Get loud. Right now in the unseen world, your body is making a lot of noise, a lot of, a lot of sound. It's pushing against the tension. Come on. Push against it. Maintain it. Don't back off. Now this is where I need you to distinguish between fear and wisdom. Fear will try to tell you you're not going to make it. You've already messed up. Listen, but here's what wisdom wants to tell you. You have three minutes and 42 seconds left. <laughs> Talk. Be reasonable with the Holy Spirit. Be optimistic. Break up with fear and dread. Loud singing. This song calls us little runaways. My question to you is where do you run? Uh-huh. Come on. 
run, move. Right now, see yourself moving into the heart of the Father. Come on, he's a shield, a protector. He will exult over you with loud singing. <laughs> Reminds me of Matthew 3, 17, when Jesus is baptized, comes up out of the water, makes his public appearance, because he wasn't complete until the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. He was complete because he was the fullness of God, but he needed to display to show us what full empowerment looks like. Loved by God, sent by the Father, sealed, signed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. He comes up out of the water and it says, a loud voice was heard. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. That's his song over you, friends. And others will hear it because they see it. Come on. We're here to make the unseen seen. Let his song speak volumes to a world around you. This is my daughter with whom I'm well pleased. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Ten seconds. Come on, you're doing it. Holy smokes, recover, good job. I look like I went in a swimming pool. Anyone else? But I'm smiling, are you? That's fun. I, those are some of my favorite workouts, the kind that kind of sneak up on you. You're not jarring between first gear and fourth gear. You're just kind of sliding into it. Good job. If you feel like you missed, you kind of overshot it, don't worry about it. You did it right, you did it. Come back this week, try it again. Because it really takes attunement to your body, to your kinesthetic awareness of your breath, your ability focus and the, the burn or the lactic acid in your body everyone you are such a fine piece of workmanship man next time you see a Lamborghini a Ferrari 
a McLaren, these hundred, $200,000 sports cars ain't got nothing on you. You contain all these abilities that God shows us in who he is and what he does and what he will do. It mirrors us. So Zephaniah, right now just recover. We got about 15 minutes. Just do what feels right to you. Zephaniah, listen, book one and, or chapter one and two of Zephaniah, he's just going after the people's really confronting them and saying, you've been, you've been seeking other gods, woe to you. Kind of really, he speaks hard truth. And that's what prophets, the Old Testament totally, they don't, they're not afraid of the truth because it's the truth that sets free. But here's what we know. Truth cannot be received without this bridge of love. And Zephaniah gets to this by chapter three. He's telling you, now listen, fear not Zion. Fear not, Zion is the mountain where people worshiped God. Back in the time of Moses, when the captives were being set free, we worshiped on Zion. Don't grow weary, don't grow weak. You've been doing a good job, keep going. And if you have been far away from God, come home. Run into his heart. Zephaniah then begins to say these lovely words that we all love to hear. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He's telling the people, this is who God is. He's a mighty one. He's in a good mood. He wants to quiet you with his love. He is this grounding sense of peace that cuts in on a trouble, a trouble story world. And he is, he's loud, he's boastful. Just like when Jesus comes out of the water, this is my son. You guys, that's a loud, it says in the scripture that everyone heard it. Everyone heard it. That's the PA of heaven. This is my son. This is who he is. And I'm well pleased with him. And I love that, that even in that, God doesn't say, this is my son, and he is here to set everything right, and you all better turn and repent, because that's what John was saying. John the Baptist was telling people, repent. <laughs> nope. All God did was make a proclamation of love over his son. This is my son, a belonging, he belongs to me, and I'm well pleased with him. And that's it, the voice of heaven goes silent again. <laughs> you guys, that is our starting point for who we are. I said the Bible tells us who God is, then it has to tell us who we are. We are his sons. We are his daughters. And that right there will rewrite every, every sloppy script that runs in your head that gets you to be suspicious of God or fearing of man. Because, listen, I got two kids and I know I failed them. I know my brokenness. Oh man, I know that when they were younger, my capacity was low 
and their needs were high. <laughs> and that left a big gap for them. But I am never more grateful for the gift of faith that my kids see me seeking a father who's healed my orphan heart. <laughs> He's fathered me. He's mothered me. I'm 48 years old and now <laughs> I have capacity. And here's the good news. My kids still have needs. Now, they can go to the bathroom on their own. They're not asking me to play Legos for the 15th time in one day. Although I sure miss that, but my capacity was low. But they still have needs. And I have the joy of doing my best to meet them. But here's a true story. Yesterday, my daughter and I, we kind of rumbled around. And I know, I look back, and I didn't have the best heart. I didn't. Here, remember you guys, I told you mad, bad, sad, and scared? You gotta know those. Mad. Am I mad about something? Do I feel bad about something? Am I scared about something? Do I feel sad about something? I wanna add one more. You ready? It's a big one. Tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> I was tired. And again, I told you guys, I came back off of a five day retreat, rest and rebuild. I sure hope you'll come next year. Rest and rebuild 2020. And I don't hold back when I go to these places. I'm not there. I don't want to come home with reserve. I want to spill it all out. But see, I come home and I still have life here. And I was tired yesterday. So when I'm tired, it's a perfect setup for the enemy to come. <laughs> and I don't have capacity and the needs hit high, and the storm hits, and I don't do it perfectly. I don't do, I don't think in my new self. I don't think as a daughter. I'm not thinking, how can I help someone else? I'm thinking, somebody help me. I'm tired. But as I've always said, in the middle of the squabble, I was able to recognize me. I was able, because I know who God is, and I know what He does, and I know that I'm here to mirror that. And I know 80% of the time I have that. 20%, I'm human. So I had to set my eyes and say, God, I, I feel this, this, is, this isn't you, this is me. This isn't you speaking through me, this is me. Come help me. Come help me, God. Come help me, Holy Spirit. 
and true to form, things churned about because I had to stop and say, Fia, I'm sorry I'm not doing this well. I'm sorry I'm not doing this well. Please forgive me. Can we talk about this tomorrow? <laughs> I'm really tired today. I'll do a better job tomorrow. And she could receive it. Who God is tells me who I am. And then God says, then Zephaniah changes it to say, he's speaking in the Lord's voice. Verse 15, I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all the oppressors. I will save the lame and gather the outcast. I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you in. At that time, when I gather you together, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. This is God saying, I will gather, I will deal, I will save, I will change, I will bring, and I will make. That's what God does. Who He is, He's a mighty one to save. He is in a good mood. He is a sound mind in silence and love. And He is singing in a loud, extolling voice. And what he will do, he will gather, he will deal, he will save, he will change, he will bring, and he will make. Let's look at this for our lives. How good are we at gathering? Gathering. We're not in our selfishness. We scatter. We separate. Gathering requires the pressure, the tension of being with others who feel quite messy or bringing our messy parts, gathering up ourselves, our messy parts and bringing it to God, not trying to pretend, oh, I don't need that piece over there. Nobody sees that. No, nope. gather it all up, come whole, bring the whole mess and we receive the holiness of God. God deals with things. Do I deal with things? Will I confront it? Or am I gonna pretend it's not happening? I have to deal with me. How am I at saving? Or am I discarding things? Do I easily throw it away? Or do I save? Do I say, no, this too could have purpose. Listen, we should be the holiest of hoarders. <laughs> when we hoard though, it's order. It's not chaos and mold and mess. It's actually order that everything has value. Everything. Even the person that is creating the most heinous of crimes, that there's God wants to save that. He doesn't discard even that. How can I have a heart for that? I will save. I will change. How good am I at changing things? You guys have heard me say that energy, it can't be destroyed 
or create it. You have to change it. You have to transform it. You have trans been transformed to transform others. We change. We change our mind. We change our thoughts. We change. Transforming whatever it is we have into something useful, effective for the kingdom's sake. And I will bring. This goes in the line with with gathering, but it also means to come. Don't leave, come. I will bring myself to God. I will come near to God. I will not run apart or away from Him. You guys, the whole world would be saved if we all just move closer to God, leaving the things of the world behind, our pleasures, our, our pleasures of the flesh, the things we think we have to have to have a safe and whole life. If we drop those and come and bring ourselves to God closer, Wars would end. Striving would cease. Strife would cease. Hate would cease. But people won't know unless we bring ourselves. And I will make. I love that God says, I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. You hear this? He wants to put glory on you. He wants you to be known. He wants you to have presence, public presence. And this is a weird part because a lot of us go, no, 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 no. I don't want that because I don't trust myself with that. And I just want it to be about God. No, God really wants it. He wants to put you on like a glove. He wants you to be a mouthpiece. He wants you to have a public appearance. He wants you to take the stage. He wants you to be a city on a hill. He wants you to be salt. He wants you to stand out. You're renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. He will make us that and restore our fortunes before other people's eyes, says the Lord. The word renown means fame, reputation, and glory. God wants to give you fame, reputation, and glory. Do you know what you're most famous, you know what you're most known for? You're gonna be most known for? Your testimony, your story of who you were before God and who you are now because you know who He is. Because of what you used to do, but now what you do now because of what God has done. That is the platform. You gotta stand on that. And listen to me, if you don't have a story that's all that Hollywood worthy, it don't matter. Your story is, I have loved God all my life and I'm, there's nobody alive who hasn't faced adversity. You are a legacy holder. Somebody gave you faith. Stand on that proudly with a legacy. So those of us who are, who are ground zero for our children can take hope that this lasts, this builds, this increases. It doesn't terminate after our death. And praise. I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. Praise means to shine, to boast. And I said it earlier, to make a fool. <laughs> God is looking for some fools to step on the stage. <laughs> this is how the fortunes return. The enemy has no foothold when we have lost our pride. And when we lose our pride, we stand among God and people as foolishness. It's foolishness. Stand on it. God, we thank you for this time. I pray that you're using it to teach us who you are what you've done and what you will do to mirror who we are 
in light of what we've done, we have hope for what we will do. We are grateful people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Is the Lord God Almighty?